0: You think it would be fun to be rich and famous? You think it would be fun? Be really rich and really famous. I don't know about the famous part. I, don't, I wouldn't mind the rich part. You know, be able to pay your way out of anything, any problem that came along. That might not be so so bad. But, you know, the rich and famous, you stand in the aisle at the, at the grocery store and you... you you automatically go, boy, I don't know if I'd like to be that person or not. Because, you know, the tabloids, it seems like their only function is to, is to expose the rich and the famous and tell us all their little details and all their little lies and all their little secrets and all their, their, their sins. Their lives seem so over the top, according to these tabloids, so outrageous, What if your life was under the same amount of scrutiny? What if you had a, a tabloid photographer, uh, 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 some paparazzi following you around everywhere you went, taking pictures of, of everything that you tried to do, and, and somebody writing and smearing your name across the pages that fill our nation? Would you be embarrassed if your secret sin was exposed? Would it be bad? Today, I want to flip the light on and expose the darkness in your life. Today, I want to encourage you to expose the sin yourself in your own life. And when you do, recognize the the positive results that you can expect when you do. This is not a bad thing. I'm not trying to hurt you. This is a positive experience. This is an an inward focus with an outward result. You will get the beam out of your eye, Matthew chapter 7, verse 5, and then you're, you're better able... To get the speck out of your brother's eye when you do this. We learn how to expose or reprove, as some translations use the word, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 11 through 17. If you would, please go ahead and turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, If you have your bulletin, uh, this is made out for you for, for the sermon notes. If you don't have a bulletin, the scripture is going to be on the screen in Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm going to have you be turning to some other scriptures as well. But Ephesians chapter 5, verses 11 through 17 will be the outline for the sermon today. Uh, Just back up just a few chapters. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul reveals a a mystery to the Ephesians that the Gentiles are, are on equal footing with the Jews. And chapter 4, that that we should all walk in unity. If if we're all together, Jews and Gentiles, we should all walk in in unity. And Paul says in chapter 4, verse 18, that so many live a life of ignorance. Verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. Christ. In chapter 5, Paul pleads with the Ephesians to be imitators of God and and, and put away the sins that are listed in in verses 3 through 7 of chapter 5. To not be partakers in these sins. And then he says something so simple but but so profound in verse 8. He says, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Do Do you remember When you were in darkness? Do you remember the time before you were baptized? For some of you, it hadn't been that long ago. For some of you, it might have been a few years ago. But do you remember the time before now when you were in darkness? Are you still there? Are you a sinner in need? Of saving. If Jesus Christ came back right now, would you go to heaven? Verse 8, we need to walk as children of the light. Verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We need to walk as children of the light. Verse 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Here we focus on tently, intently on the, next, on the next seven verses. Verse 11: And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Find out what's acceptable to God and have, look, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Expose them, reprove them, King James Version says. Expose them. What are the unfruitful works of darkness that we are to expose? That we are to reprove. Well, look back at verse three, verse three, verses three through seven. Fornication. That's that's any sexual act outside of marriage. Fornication, uh, uncleanness, the unclean lifestyle, the unclean attitudes, the un, the unclean mouths, the unclean dress covetousness, wanting everything. We're a country that wants everything, especially this time of year, aren't we? Filthy living, filthy mouths, filthy texts, filthy hearts, filthy lives, foolish talk, dirty jokes, empty lives filled with with empty words. This is what we are to expose. This is what we are to reprove 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 the light is to have nothing to do with the darkness darkness and light cannot have communion and fellowship Paul says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 darkness though is is all around us isn't it these recent days it's almost like there's been an exclamation point put on the darkness that surrounds us. And we must live in this world, but we must not be of this world. As we talked about last week, 1 Corinthians 5, verse 9, we're not to keep company with any immoral brother. We must expose the works of darkness. We must expose the the, the, the sin. We must expose the evil that surrounds us. Verse 12. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. You know, there are certain things you just don't talk about. There are certain things that I just really don't want to hear. Do you? Jeremiah says this. and I think it's true about our society today. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 5. Our society, their society then for the most part... We've forgotten how to blush. We've lost the ability. We have freedom. But without sounding cliche-esque, but it's it's a cliche, with this freedom comes great responsibility. I think I just quoted Spider-Man or something, didn't I? It does, though. It's true. With great freedom comes great responsibility. We have much freedom in this country. We've got to use it wisely, not be tricked. God will give you up. He'll give you up to your... Dirty life. If that's what you want to lead, if you want to lead a filthy, dirty life, you can do so and God will give you up to it. Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 26. He'll let you go if that's what you want to do. But no. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, Thieves, the covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, And such were some of you. Those sins had to and have to be exposed. The light had to come into the darkness and expose what's hidden there. Do we really believe that we can continue in sin, that we can continue in unbelief, that we can continue in a filthy life with a filthy mind and a filthy mouth? Do we really think we can continue that lifestyle and be pleasing to God? And God will be happy with that. Ephesians 5, 13. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. The the exposed are made manifest. They're made visible. They're made known. What's hidden is made known. That's what the word manifest means. It's realized. We understand it. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verses 20 through 21... Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. And in our passage, whatever makes what's hidden known is light. What's light? What is light? 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. In him it says, there is no darkness at all. In God, there is no darkness. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him. Nothing was made that was made. Notice verse 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The life is light. Notice verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Turn quickly, turn quickly over to 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. Keep that in your mind. Keep it in your mind that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with Him, notice, Christians, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness... We lie and do not practice the truth, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What what's light? Well, God is light, the the, the word is light, The, the truth is light, and Christians, you are light. You're light one of our major tasks as Christians is to expose the darkness that surrounds us by being the light. It's ultimately God who exposes the darkness by the truth of His Word. So how do we obtain the light? How do we obtain this light? What do we do? Well, the next verse tells us we obtain the light so that we can walk in it by waking up. We've got to wake up. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We get the light by living the life. There's an old song I remember. For the world to know the truth, there can be no greater proof than to live the life. I've told you this before. Verse 14 this was an early Christian hymn, and s- some of the other research that I did on this particular sermon about this early Christian hymn, some say that it was it was sung at, at baptisms. You know we sing when someone 's baptized we 're singing songs aren 't we? We sing lots of songs, happy day, oh happy day, amazing grace, we sing songs like that. Maybe they sang this song here. I, I like the New American Standard version, uh, the way it puts it. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It has a little bit. I don't know what you say, Doug. It has the better rhyme and meter to it. I don't know what you would say about that. But it, it, it flows, it sings. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Wake up! Arise from the dead life that you're living and Christ will give you the light that you need to shine into the darkness. To expose the sin not only in your life but in the lives of others. Wake up. We obtain the light through Jesus Christ and Christ gives the needed light to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says, it's high time we woke up. High time we did. When you wake up and expose the sin in your life and the lives of others by living the light, walking in the light and being the light, verse 15, you'll see that you can That you walk circumspectly. You walk carefully. That's what that word means, circumspectly. You walk carefully. You walk exactly. You walk diligently. You walk accurately. Circumspectly. You won't be foolish. You'll be wise. Verse 16. You'll redeem the time. You'll take advantage of the limited time that we have on this earth. Newtown, Connecticut puts an exclamation point on that. We are only given a little bit of time on this earth. How are you going to use that time? How are you going to redeem the time? How are you going to live? Are you going to be the light? Surrounded by darkness? Or are you just going to succumb to the darkness? How do we do this? Verse 17. How do we do this? Verse 17. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It, it, that, that takes effort. That takes effort on our part. We actually have to get up, wake up, and do something. It takes wisdom, understanding to understand God's will. We can do this. We can do this. Notice in this passage, we can do this through Christ who gives us the light to expose the darkness. We must expose the myths We must expose the false teaching. We must expose the false teachers. We must expose the ignorance. We must expose the evil. We must expose the sin. We must expose the myths and false teachings and false teachers. 2 John 9, 11. Second John 9 through 11. But even most of these are, you know, a lot of these aren't done in, 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 in malice. The, the evil, some of that is. But, but, you know, a lot of people, they're not trying to be mean, but they're ignorant. It, it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, that some have their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them. Some people are just ignorant. They don't understand. They don't know. And and they go out and they they want to know. They try to know. And they go out and they just start talking stuff that they don't know what they're talking about. They're ignorant of what the Scriptures say. And like Christ, we must have compassion on the ignorant of the world. uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. Some people would rather, though, believe a lie than the truth. They'd rather believe a lie. Some would rather believe a misunderstanding than the truth. It's more fascinating. The misunderstanding is more fascinating. It's more fun to believe than the truth is. But John chapter 8 verse 32 says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Not the lie, not the misunderstanding. There are so many myths and so much ignorance. Did Eve eat an apple or a piece of fruit? Does it matter? Did Jonah get swallowed by a big fish or a whale? Does it matter? Is December the 25th the day that Jesus was born? Some say it is. Does all you really have to do is ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you'll be saved? Is, is that what you do? Will most all people go to heaven and God's not the type of person that would send anyone to hell? Can you do what feels good? Can you fornicate and talk dirty and be right with God? Is that okay? Do you obey all of the Old Testament or just some of it? Or none of it? Myths, falsehoods, false teachings, ignorance. It surrounds us, this darkness of ignorance and false teaching, and it, it surrounds us, and we have got to be the light that exposes it. If we don't, who will? The Bible says it was a piece of fruit. Trivial. Yes, but truth. The Bible says it was a big fish, not a whale. Trivial, but the truth. The Bible doesn't say December the 25th is the day that Jesus was born. The Bible says one must obey the gospel. And one must hear the Word of God. Believe that Jesus Christ was God's Son. Repent of their sins. Turn away from their sins. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord before of others. And be baptized into Jesus Christ. Those are the ingredients. And then live a Christian life. Those are the ingredients to be saved. Not praying to Jesus and asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart. That's a myth and a falsehood and a false teaching. And we've got to expose it. If we don't, no one else will. one doesn't obey the gospel we've got to tell folks the honest truth 2nd Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9 that Jesus Christ will come back in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel we've got to expose the myths for what they are false teaching ignorance we must expose the sin in our lives and in in the lives of others. We're not under the old law anymore. But the new law. You know, under the new law, we can have our sins forgiven. The first law of forgiveness is in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you obey that law, you'll be saved. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. You've got to believe that truth. Remember, it's not a misunderstanding. It's not a lie. It's not a false teaching or a myth that saves you. It's not the truth that will give you freedom. I mean, it's not not those things that will give you freedom. It's the truth that will give you freedom. That's the first law of forgiveness. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. The second law of forgiveness is found in 1st John chapter 1 in verse 9 in that if you confess your sin to God he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin you cannot enjoy the second law of forgiveness until you've obeyed the first until you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ you can't pray and have your sins forgiven If you have sin in your life, have you obeyed the gospel? If you have sin in your life and have obeyed the gospel, have you asked God to forgive you lately? Expose it. Expose the sin that's in your life. Get rid of it. Expose the sin in your life and and in the the lives of others as well. We've got to expose the sin in the lives of others. We've got to get the beam out of our eye, yes. Then we can better help get the speck out of our brother's eye. Let me build this up with Scripture. This is Scriptural. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Take a note. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. That means you've got to know they're in a trespass. That means you've got to know that they're sinning. That means that you, you've got to help them expose that in their life. You've got to be the bigger brother. You've got to be the bigger sister. And you've got to help them restore them. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If a brother sins against you, go to him. We have far too long not practiced this. We would rather tell anybody else, everybody else, than the one who we've wronged or the one who's wronged us. We have got to start doing what the Bible says and go to our brother when they've hurt us. Work things out. Talk about it. Jude 22. On some have compassion, but others save with fear. Some of you need to be afraid because you're not, you're, you're not saved right now. Jesus Christ could come back at any moment and you wouldn't go to heaven. And you know it. Or maybe you don't know it. You, you, maybe you don't know it. Maybe you're, you're just confused. Maybe you're just not sure. You can be sure today. James chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. We have got to expose sin not only in our lives but in the lives of others. We've got to love each other enough to do that. I hope I have exposed the sin in your life this morning. I hope that's what I've done. I hope that you're sorry. I hope that you're ashamed this morning of the sin that's in your life. Ashamed enough to want to do something about your condition because it's a lost condition, friend. It's it's a lost condition. But don't be embarrassed. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short. The embarrassment will be if you don't expose the sin that's in your life and deal with it. The embarrassment will be when Jesus Christ comes back and finds you wanting. Get your life right. If you're unsure, be sure. Come right now. As together we stand and sing.